Hello everyone and welcome to the Information Entropy Podcast, where we try to take some science, squish it into an hour-long show, hopefully making it less confusing than it was at the beginning. This week we are going from the ground-shaking drama of earthquakes to the tempestuous tales of hurricanes. We're here to make you quake with excitement as we explore the fascinating world of natural disasters. You can follow us on many social medias. Uh, just search for Information Entropy Podcast and you'll be sure to find us. I'm Tom Jenks, joined as per usual by Mitchell Gatting. How are you, mate? I'm doing good, thanks. How are you? Not too bad. I had to remember. Only give the one call out. <laughs> no, I, I do you hesitate during the show. You can catch uh, all socials. That yes. still counts as one when I say all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all, all the socials that we may or may not use, especially yeah. those... Formerly yeah. named Twitter. Uh, uh, do you know, to get to it, you still go to twitter.com, which I find absolutely laughable. Oh. Like... What, what a what a poop show. Either yeah, way. Have you also seen the bankers, maybe that bankroll that maybe taking it back and taking control? I, I can't remember what exactly the news was, but it's essentially saying he's messed around for too long and the, the investors aren't happy with what, whatever that individual, I'm not going to name because I fucking hate giving him news but yeah, yeah. Uh, i did not see that but i don't know what else they kind of like wanted like he wanted to take it then he didn't then he was forced to take it like at that point you just kind of screw around yeah that's not mess around and find out kind of situation yeah i mean he's still an asshole oh 100 100 i don't know what else they expected like when you come from a family whose money was made from slavery and I don't mean like generations ago I mean like his parents owned slaves in like diamond mines emerald I think it was is it emerald sorry sorry I've got, yeah. I've got, the, I've got the wrong you know type get of your tr- precious tr- stones right yeah I got my, sorry this is a factual there. show I got, the, <laughs> <laughs> I got the wrong precious stone um, yeah it just seems a bit ridiculous really that he, he he's even doing a platform to start with. Uh, yeah. Some individuals be like, you know, he's made his own money. It's like, no, he hasn't. He's he didn't even make that one company that he's famous for making. What ball? No, the one with cars. Oh, just, yeah. yeah. Um, fun times. Um, so I got some news. Pretty exciting news in the world of oh, yeah. science. Uh, on Tuesday. The 3rd of October, that would be if anyone's listening in the far future. Welcome to the past. Um, the physics... I don't know what that was. <laughs> the the physics distant past. Nobel Prize. What a great song. Do you know what? Everything, everything are <laughs> just so good live. I uh, would recommend anyone to go see them if they have the opportunity. Yeah. Um, anyway, the Physics Nobel Prize was awarded on Tuesday. Uh, I've got the press release here. Uh, the Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences has decided to award the Nobel Prize in Physics 2023 to Pierre Agostini at the Ohio State University in Columbus, uh, the USA. Ferenc Krauss, very sorry, I cannot pronounce a German name, um, at the Max Planck Institute of Quantum Optics, um, Germany. And and Luila, uh, uh, Swedish, apologies. Um, she's at the Lund University in Sweden and the fifth, fifth woman ever to receive a Nobel Prize. So massive congratulations to all of these guys. 
and they got it for experimental methods that generate attosecond pulses of light for the study of electron dynamics in matter. Now, for most of us, that means absolutely nothing. Um, so, when fast-moving events happen in quick succession, we spoke about this very briefly, I think it was about last week, our perception, our time resolution in our senses, when it's not quick enough, if a series of events happen in very quick succession, our brain kind of just goes, oh, well, that's one single event. Because mm -hmm. it, it's not operating fast enough to distinguish the individual events. Um, this happens with electrons. Oh, okay. We are, to us, they just appear as a blur inside or, you know, around um, atoms. So what they've done is they've managed to create pulses of light that last an attosecond. Now, an attosecond is so short that there are as many in one second as there have been entire seconds since the birth of the universe. It is a unit of time in the international system of units, the SI units, equal to 1 times 10 to the minus 18 of a second. One quintillionth of a second. If we scaled up the attosecond to a full second, mm -hmm. uh, a full second would equal 31.71 billion years for scale. So, yes, electrons are particles inside an atom and move incredibly fast, so fast that we can't perceive what they're doing. But these uh, three Nobel laureates, I suppose they are now, have created pulses of light that last an attosecond that essentially allow us to take a picture of what is happening every attosecond. And by stitching these pictures together, we can almost create a movie that we can comprehend. It's kind of like stop motion animation, but the universe is doing the animating and we're doing the stop motion to try and understand what's going on. Um, hmm. So prior to these breakthroughs, they effectively appeared, uh, the electrons that is, appeared as blurs under the most advanced microscopes. Their movement and behavior was too rapid to follow. But now we can open the door to the world of electrons. Attosecond physics gives us the opportunity to, un to understand mechanisms that are governed by electrons. The development is likely to lead to more accurate electron microscopes, much faster electronics, and new tests able to diagnose diseases at much earlier stages. So once we actually understand fully how electrons work, rather than understanding the gen general principles under which they operate, uh, we think it will just improve essentially everything electronic-based, which is most things. So a really exciting time. Yeah. Sounds yeah. It. Have you seen the video where he phones his mum? No, I haven't. Oh, that's the rule. I'll have it's to go really, watch really that. I think he sat on the sofa with his uh, wife, one of them. I, can't, I don't remember who it is, but I'm pretty sure he, he phones his mum and goes, it's me, your son, which is funny because I do that. <laughs> it's like the, um, can you do, can you, can I have this and just say no, which as Tom yes. and I both know is the pinnacle of humour. It's, it's so, I, I think about this daily. It, it really is. So for, for people who are not understanding what we're on about now, um, sometimes when people ask you for something, it's actually really funny just to say, no, you can't have that. 
because <laughs> obviously we're going to do it. So we're yeah. subverting the expectations of the person. Yeah. And then we do, they're like, uh, typical minded people don't get that. <laughs> yeah. And that's, <laughs> I think is the way to it, phrase it. it came, <laughs> it was like a TikTok came up and it was that, again, it was a different one because there's a few, but yeah, objectively, absolutely hilarious. I showed it to Grace and she's like, it's not funny. I'm like, it is funny though. It's peak humour. Whether they want to accept it or not. Peak humour, whether they want to accept it or not, yeah. I didn't realise why I was doing it until I found a TikTok of someone explaining it. I was like, do you know what? They're right. That is funny. Yeah. Because, Um, like, obviously, you know, I'm going to go, if I'm going that way, I'm doing something, I'm going to do it. If I say no, you're like, why not? And I'm like, aha, how am actually going to do it? Got you. (sighs) Got you. Um, Yeah. The smile on my face right now is actually huge because I genuinely find this funny. <laughs> but I know there's gonna be <laughs> I know there's gonna be people out there going, What what? Why why? Absolutely um, raging at you. Yeah. yeah, okay. How about if you don't do this, you just try it. Give it a go. Yeah. And just, see if it gives you a chuckle. And then dip, you dip your toe in. Someone says well, ask you to do something really mundane. Just say no. And then do it anyway. Yeah. I think the original was the guy in the fridge. And he's like, <laughs> the guy in the you... fridge? Yeah, he's like, can you pass me something from the fridge? And the guy's like, no. And, he pass- he's like, and the guy's like, well, why not? And he passes it to him anyway. And he's like, why do you say no? Because like, it's objectively funny. Just objectively funny. Yeah. Um, gr- great jokes. Uh, my, my last point on this uh, <laughs> this news of the week is, you know, last week we did an episode on time. This week, someone's winning the Nobel Prize because they can, you know, do something at the attosecond scale. Again, further proving my hypothesis that this podcast makes the world go round. We do, in fact, drive the wheels of discovery here. That's it. On the you heard it here first, folks. Yeah, it's us. It's us. Uh, it's you. It's you. It's me. It's all for me. I got some fun facts about natural disasters when we're ready to. Uh, um. People. So fun facts and natural disasters. It's a bit of a, a bit of a yeah. Clash so it's, there. It's, it's facts. I've actually labelled it as facts that aren't fun. Oh, uh, okay. That sounds more. Are they depressing? Um. Yes. <laughs> Okay, I guess we'll just throw out a general trigger warning. We'll, we'll be discussing uh, natural like disasters, tr- I suppose, like this day. triggering in a way. They're just sad. Okay. Well, uh, like, between 2000 and 2012, natural disasters caused 1.7 trillion damage and affected 2.9 billion people. Oh. That is sad. See, we've gone from peak humour to peak sadness. What yeah, a swing. So I, yeah. What I said, I was like, it's more more sad than than triggering. Yeah, um, yeah. And then next one, nearly fifty percent of fatalities caused by natural disasters in twenty twelve were due to hydrological events like flooding or mass movements. Okay, yeah, that's what I call them when I go to the toilet. Way <laughs> that was that was easy. That was low blow, and it was easy. Uh, I want to take this. It's a low time. blow, but on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> to start my three-stage apology uh, for such 
toilet bad toilet humor. Uh, and the last one is, uh, yeah, don't worry. It, it was there was a fire vortex coming, right? Uh, and there's a video that is it's less of less a fact, more like go watch it because it's interesting. Um, but in, in in California, like I think it was like last year, there was a video that someone got or managed to record of a tornado going through f- fire, and it was just a fire tornado. And it That's terrifying. Straight, yeah, it looks straight out of a horror movie because it was like ripping through everything. Yeah, that's wild. Not what you want. Um, I I have a not so fun fact off the cuff. Oh, okay. Off, yeah, off yeah, the yeah. brain. Is it fish related? Uh, surprisingly not. No, it's just. Oh, um, yeah. I was going to call it climate change, but I, I can't remember. Is that the term that's uh, we're still using these days? Um anthropogenic climate change crisis? yes it was global warming and now it's climate change slash the climate Ex- crisis extinction event i don't yeah. know it depends what you want where we're at uh probably all, all of the above um anyway natural disasters are increasing oh yeah no no they have been and yeah. the rate of those are increasing pretty quick uh, pretty pretty Nippy. I'd say even over the past couple of years, I've noticed there'd be way more about it in the news. Yeah. And I don't know whether that's just because I've grown up and I actually pay attention to that now uh, compared to when I was younger. Or like, you know, forest fires in Australia are lasting far longer. The same for um, the States, right? Um, yeah. I know up here in Scotland, which I didn't realise was a thing, so many forest fires. Yeah, just large areas where there's lots of vegetation. Yeah. Um, so also, not so fun fact. <laughs> Again, <laughs> not so much of the fun. No, but they are factual. They are indeed factual. Well, that's, that's what we're here for. Just factual, factual things. Yeah. <laughs> we get our precious stones right on this show. <laughs> uh, yeah, apologies. I want to apologize. apologize. <laughs> To, to all the, uh, oh the the people that own the slave mines, they, it was in fact emeralds, not diamonds. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to double check that now. Just to... Yeah, I thought it was diamond mines. It's actually like South African diamond mines. Um, um, what's his name? Yeah, don't say it. <laughs> no. Um, uh, well, apparently he repeatedly denied it after saying that his father had shares in an emerald mine in Zambia. Yeah. Uh, and it was emeralds. Yeah. His dad um, said so his yeah. whole life was funded by that emerald mine. That uh, mine. mine. Damn. Yeah. There are a couple of fugly people. Um, cool. So natural disasters then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are what's what's natural disaster? So I've got. it turns out there's a bit of a qualms about this, which I didn't realise. There's a what? Uh, there's some qualms about the terminology Qu- being used. Qualms, qualms. Mm. Um, so what I've got here is a natural disaster is a highly harmful impact on a society or community following a natural hazard event. The term disaster itself is defined as serious disruptions to the functioning of a community 
that exceed its capacity to cope using its own resources. Um, and then some people are like, well, disasters are avoidable, but these things are not avoidable, so we should be using a different term. But yeah, I think we're just going to stick with what we've got because that's what everyone knows them as at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, would that align with your findings, that definition? I think so, yeah. Okay. My, mine was more like processy. Oh, go, yeah, go, go for that. Like geological, meteorological, hydrological, climatological as well, based. Okay, I've got um, different categories of disasters. Is that what yeah, you kind of fit into? Yeah, I think I think it's it's that's what is what it means. Is that it's it's saying like natural uh, catastrophic, sudden, natural occurring events that result from processes. Right. So those, those, yes. Those, yeah. Oh, I see. Those like normal processes that happen on Earth. Yeah, but okay. it's the fact that it's catastrophic at a very high level and to do with when it happens. Yes. And I guess where, because what we yes. would call a natural disaster, the same thing could occur in a place with zero population and, you know, high population. And one, the first would not be a natural disaster. The first would be. It's a very anthropocentric point of view. Mm-hmm. The disaster is only one that affects us. Yeah, for um, those that don't know what anthro, the, the long word that Tom said was, uh, egotistical is yes. is another one that I would say. It's the <laughs> ego, ego of humans to be like, yeah, this affects us, so it's a disaster because it's just us, and we don't view that for other animals. Yeah. Um, but I think more and more, especially in certain places, there are more rescue efforts tended toward uh, animals, especially if there's uh, endangered ones in the region or ones that are well known to the local community, especially um, in Africa. And I seem to remember something about lions being rescued at one point. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the four main types I've got here are meteorological disasters. So. Yep. This is stuff related to the Earth's atmosphere and weather patterns. So this might include hurricanes, typhoons, and cyclones, uh, which, by the way, are all exactly the same thing. It just depends where in the world you are. Yes. So I think cyclones are Australia, typhoons are the Indian Ocean, and hurricanes are the Atlantic. Uh, mm, I've got... Okay, we'll go, I'll go into it. I went into that section yes i okay. went into me it was just hurricanes tornadoes tornadoes are different because tornadoes are land-based yeah whereas that's... tropical storms um tropical storm naming names around the world here we go oh no this is uh Okay, so Hurricane is the Atlantic, Eastern, and Central Pacific Oceans. Typhoons are the Western Pacific Ocean. Cyclonic Storm or Cyclones are Northern India. Tropical Cyclone a Southern Indian Ocean. And Cyclone is the Southwestern Pacific Ocean. But all of those are exactly the same as a hurricane. Yeah, they're just 
yeah. different locations for 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 those things. Yeah. You say hurricanes, it's you know depends where it is. Tropical storms. Um, so meteorological would also include floods and droughts as well. Yes, meteorological. So thunderstorms, droughts, warm. Yeah, just yeah, have to be violent, I guess. <laughs> Violence. Yeah, yeah. Did you say hydrological. That was. Uh, I got that as meteorological. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, hydrological is also floods and landslides. Yeah, that makes sense. But, uh, disasters uh, involving the movement and distribution of water. Yes, uh, but doesn't not just water can be water can cause it, but then landslides would be under yes. hydrological, not geological, which kind of is confusing, but it makes sense because it's what <laughs> triggers it, not what the yes. effect is. So, because if you were going to prevent it, you would prevent the water situation, not the land. Yes, which um, makes sense. But you can That's... also have. Um, landslides also in geological disasters there's an overlap because you could have a earthquake which is a geological disaster that causes the landslide or you can have the rainfall which is a hydrological disaster which causes the landslide so there's there's an overlap yeah you imagine a venn diagram there's i'm sure there's one that fits all three like i don't know oh, i'm sure hurricane bringing in water so you got a meteorological disaster that causes a hydrological disaster and then, you know, an earthquake happens at the same time. I don't know why. Just coincidence. <laughs> coincidence. Um, this probably happened. Um, yeah, there's I mean, a movie You've got tsunamis in the geological disaster section. Yes. Even though it's water, right? It's caused by an earthquake. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, and tsunamis. The release yes. of energy due to the movement of the tectonic plates, which we have a full episode, I do believe we discussed the plates yeah the whole full episode on this so you can go back and learn about that if you really fancy it um i don't know why i said that really sarcastically and like <laughs> in a demeaning kind of way um it's a good episode uh, if you want to go and like enjoy it that. yeah go you enjoy go it. enjoy it go have a good time <laughs> <Shame> <laughs> <with people>. <laughs> the <laughs> last one or the fourth one i've got yeah. is not always considered a natural disaster i think by many people and it's the biological yeah. one. Oh yeah i don't have that i've got a different one mate okay i've got so this climatological includes... is the last one. Ah, well biological includes uh, epidemics and pandemics and insect outbreaks so if you think about your, your locust plagues or swarms um that could just devastate mm. crops as they go through ecosystems um, but some people don't class these as natural disasters no i um, wouldn't because they're not coming from the natural processes but they are coming from the natural, let's say, cycle of um, life in some circumstances. And as we discussed the other week in our viral episode, uh, things that are not life. It's definitely a disaster, but would I call it a natural disaster? Yeah. Probably not because, yeah, it's biological, not natural. Which sounds weird to say, but in my head I'm thinking like... Uh, earth wind like elemental disasters is a better yes. way of describing it instead of biological yeah i would concur with that for sure mm, yes indeed uh, well, so what was the, the fourth one that you had so my fourth one was uh climatological so that's any event that involves heat waves cold snaps droughts 
wildfires, extreme temperatures, and prolonged periods of abnormal high or low temperatures um, that have a, can affect ecosystems or human health. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. Because with yeah. the biological, like, the locust plague, that was a result of a climatological disaster because it was to do with... Was it extended heat or extended... It was on one of, one of the new... No. Um, one of the new nature shows and it was yeah, the fact it was that, that locust Earth. swarm was like when like loops and then loops the planet and just destroyed everything until eventually it died but that the trigger of that was some uh climatological disaster i think oh okay i just kind of presumed it happened every every few years it you know it does but it was the scale of it was oh i see it was so large because it was caused by something yeah, I didn't realise how far they went, because I think it started in Ethiopia and then just went north to southern Europe. Yeah, and then just went round it and round mad. and round. Really crazy. Crazy stuff. All right. Well, what have you got then? Where would you like to take us on this Partially magical journey? zoned in on the meteorological disaster section. I'll okay. Delve, delve a bit deeper into it, because I was like, you know, hurricanes. You don't really get them in the UK. It's a bit. Yeah, I was about to say yeah, it's a bit sad, but it's not. It's probably good that we don't get. I'm glad we don't get those level of disasters because that would be. Wasn't good. there one once? Or am I completely making that up? There could have been one once. Um. No, I'm not getting anything come up immediately. There was an earthquake one time. I remember that. I don't. I, was, I, I felt feel, it. Didn't feel it. Lived yeah, in the valley. Swansea when that happened. Yeah. Didn't get didn't get foot down far enough to us down down south. No. Um and then I then I was in an earthquake last year as well. Yeah. That shook me out of bed, that one. Oh. Huh? Oh, good. No, it did was you... definitely a good wake up alarm. I was gonna say, did you like reorganise your top hat, get back into bed? Well, I, I was like, "What? What is going on? Why is my bed shaking?" And then I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm in. I'm in Italy, which is actually geologically active yeah. compared to the UK. So, um, yeah, took a while for it to click what was happening. Um, but yeah, then I did get back into bed. I was like, my alarm has not gone on yet. Gone off yet? I'm sleeping. <laughs> fair, it's fair. Um, yeah. Sorry. Carry on. All right." So good, you, uh, you do you. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, so, uh, meteorological disasters, natural events driven by atmospheric processes. These phenomena are characterized by their rapid onset and destructive potential. They are science behind these three significant meteorological disasters. So hurricanes, tornadoes, and severe thunderstorms. I'll break them down. So hurricanes, a hurricane is a massive rotating storm that forms over warm ocean waters. It's a complex interplay of various meteorological factors, including temperature, humidity, and wind patterns. So for most of them, we've done like formation, eye, an eye wall, which is, you know, the eye of a storm. I think most yes. individuals have heard of the eye of the storm is it's referenced in movies, uh, if you're Songs. anywhere near our generation, 
uh, in the UK, you would have been forced to watch the day after tomorrow. <laughs> About yeah. 19 times Multiple a year times at school. A year. Um, yeah. To explain exactly these processes. Oh, Christ. Um, honestly, it is, it's not a bad film. It's not awful. It's not an awful movie. But there's some bits that are now looking back and we're like... For its time, they did a really good for like the water animations, and the interviews are pretty pretty good. But yeah, it's like, like a bit with the helicopter quite... freezes midair. You're like, would that happen? Oh, that yeah, sub zero. Uh, what? Well, I think the temperatures are so crazy, which is kind of the what's odd. And then suddenly, there's a wolf chase scene, and then yeah. it gets back to normal so, again. So somehow, the intelligent humans that can warm themselves don't survive apart from the five in the library but then the <laughs> wolves which i don't remember there being wolves around uh new york didn't they escape from the zoo i don't think new york zoo has wolves in it yeah well it, helicopters <laughs> also don't freeze midair that is know. true that's true yeah, yeah. it's only that or it's like <laughs> it splits to someone else and they survive somewhere else but it's when they go to the um, submarine or bunker or something, they go down into it. There's a ship. It's a ship. Oh, yeah, the ship. Through through the the, uh, city, yeah. Yeah, and then they yeah they go back because there's wolves. What a great film! Yeah, disaster movies. You know, I think they stopped making them because they're just too close to home now. Um, I think, like, yeah, leading up to it must be the mid 2010s, right? It was the thing to make. You had 2012. Yeah. Um, other disaster-based movies, and then, yeah, we just so anyway, it that came phase. back again. There's this one with like The Rock, where he's. I remember he's like driving. Oh, Los out Angeles. Into, there's a tsunami coming. Yeah, and he's driving out into the bay because they got to yeah. outrun the tsunami. I think it's just called Los Angeles. That film. Yeah. So we're going back to hurricanes, mate. Yes. <laughs> so I'll go for the formations, the eye, the Coriolis effect, categories, and impact. So the formation. Hurricanes require warm ocean waters, typically with a surface temperature of at least 26 degrees. Uh, normal temperature, normal <laughs> SI units, other FI SI units, 79 <laughs> degrees <laughs> centigrade, 29 centigrade, 79 Fahrenheit to provide the necessary heat and moisture. As warm, moist air rises from the ocean surfaces, it condenses into clouds, releasing latent heat, and this heat release fuels the storm's growth wild times yeah so then you got the um, eye of the hurricane which is a relatively clear center around surrounded by the eye wall which is a ring of intense thunderstorms the eye is consistent uh, cons- uh sustained by the descending air in its center while the eye wall is where the strongest winds and the heaviest rainfall occur that's why it's, when people say it's like dark, not darkest before the storm, but like just c- calm before the calm before the storm is another one. But like, yeah, the eye of the storm. There's so many sayings with the eye of storm in. I just realized. Yeah, there's quite a few. I didn't realize that's where it was most intense, like on the wall. Yeah, because just, just before you get to the middle where it's calm, it goes absolutely mental. That's wild. I wonder if anyone's like ever just managed to stay in the center and followed it you'd have to be going quick because they are surprisingly fast um 
next thing you've got is the Coriolis effect, which, you know, if you've ever done any sniping in your life, you would know of this effect. It's the rotation of the Earth. Um, so the Coriolis they effect... They video games taught us nothing. <laughs> yeah, which is a lot of rubbish, because I know all these things, which I probably shouldn't. I don't know all these things. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yes, go for it. Uh, the Coriolis effect uh, plays a crucial, a crucial role. It causes the storm to spin counterclockwise in the northern hemisphere and clockwise in the southern hemisphere. That's why you get that spin. Mm. I was going to ask if that was true. What do you mean? What, what if what was true? Like whether they spin in opposite directions? Like you yeah, know, like toilet? Does the toilet flush toilet in opposite yeah, directions? Yeah. Like is that is that real? Yeah, that's real. Because whenever I try and think of that, all I can think of is the Simpsons episode where he rings someone in Australia, then has to pay an extortionate amount. Yeah, that's true. Um, and never true. got an answer. It's, it's the truth. One hundred percent. That's cool. Yeah, but they don't lie on the Simpsons, Dom. No, they just predict the future. They do all the time. Scary. Yeah, yeah. it is. Um, one thing that always can I continue. Me, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Sorry, just tangenting away. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, so there's categories, if you didn't know, of hurricanes. They, you've got the Sarah Simpson hurricane wind scale. Weird that we mentioned Simpsons and then immediately the name was Simpsons, which classifies them. Predicting the future. <laughs> <laughs> which classifies them from category one to category five, category one being the weakest, five being the strongest, based on the sustained wind speeds. Okay. Sustained wind speeds. And um, at what part does it have to be sustained? What do you mean? The eye wall? Where are they measuring the wind speed? Yeah, maybe they must take an average. Yeah, okay. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. because that, that, that closest to the wall, the area of effect is smaller. So maybe they go yeah. for like the middle. They go for like the mean speed. And then uh, the impact. So when hurricanes make landfall, they bring extreme winds, heavy rainfalls, storm surges. The storm surge is often the most destructive aspect of a hurricane as it causes uh, coastal flooding. And heavy rainfall can lead to the freshwater flooding, while strong winds can cause structural damage. So what is a storm surge, Tom? Oh, not a clue, mate. You like, live and actually, like, by the sea and your whole, yeah. your whole jazz is like marine animals. And being in the water. Right. I don't care if they're surging. <laughs> um, <laughs> my, my, my guess would be it's like just a really high tide of water coming in, inland from, from the ocean. But I, I generally don't know. Yeah, essentially. That. It's, it's like the wind moving the water whilst also like bringing it. it yeah. The main cause of this storm surge is high winds pushing seawater towards the coast, causing it to pile up there, as there's no way that it can go back because the wind is always uh, moving in the same direction. Um, so, low pressure also. This is this is this is a weird one. The low pressure caused by the storm can pull the water level up. So for every oh, like one vacuum. Yeah, for every one millibar change in pressure is about a centimeter. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. 
This is called the inverse barometer effect. Uh, and it's the same similar to what happens when you drink through a straw. Because you create a vacuum. Oh, so it just straight up like slurps it up onto land and just dumps it there. Yeah. That's odd. That was odd. Apologies. Good to know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to tornadoes, if I may. Oh, absolutely. Please go. This is very yes. interesting. Tornadoes are intense, destructive columns of rotating air that extend from severe thunderstorms to the ground. They are among the most violent meteorological phenomena. So tornadoes form within severe thunderstorms, not the other way around, which I think hurricanes can be, can do. So that's like the thing, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah. So tornado, I think tornado, one, one comes with the other there, doesn't it? Yeah. Like a hurricane brings a thunderstorm. Bring the thunder. Brings it. You saying it brings the thunder? And it brings the thunder. Yeah. Uh, there's a certain song, isn't that? Uh, so. <laughs> formation of tornadoes, they, they, they form within severe thunderstorms, often within a supercell, a type of rotating thunderstorm. The exact mechanics of tornado formation are still a subject of research. Oh, you know? wow. Yeah, but they are associated with the interaction of warm, moist, cold, and dry air masses just coming together and making some, some turbulent situations. Um, I just can't believe that. I don't know. One of those things. That's wild. Like eels. Like, oh, yeah, imagine well, moving... Okay, we've mentioned it now. Do you know next week they'll be like, yeah, tornadoes, we worked it out. They mentioned it on this podcast last week. <laughs> so we thought we'd, you know, put we'd look at stuff it. and do actually something proper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's wild to me that like, I've never seen a tornado or any, anything like this that, obviously I know that they exist. I've seen videos of them. But imagine like picking up your whole life, moving to the States back in the day because ah oh, it's gonna be a great time we can grow potatoes three times the size of our car oh they didn't have cars back then but you know what i mean um and then to I'm be so like oh the, you're going the, tom <laughs> all right imagine you, wild west back in the day yeah you just turned up to a new country and yeah, then yeah. the sky gets angry and forms a tornado and you're like what the hell is that okay yeah i just can't imagine it like, they, would have, they would have had strong winds back in old England, where they left. Oh, from. strong winds! Like down, down never like a, a tubular cy- cy- cyclonic tornado thing. Tubular, yeah. Tubular. <laughs> Maybe that's where it comes from. Some old Wild West geezers going tubular, dude. <laughs> oh dear. So what a wild one today! The, the tornado <laughs> vortex. So within a supercell, a rotating updraft called a mesocyclone forms when the mesocyclone tightens and extends to the ground it forms a tornado vortex hmm what are you hum for well i just i've never really thought about how they work before yeah clearly yeah <laughs> then you, there's the enhanced fajita scale right not fajita fajita there's no h it's just f-u-g-i-t-a Okay. Wait, am I spelling Fujita wrong? <laughs> I, I, I was like, is there a H in Fajita? I always, th- I always think there is because that's how you pronounce it, isn't it? But it's not. It's just Fajita. No, it's it's like Vajitas. <laughs> oh, family guy. I like a chicken vagina. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. So... <laughs> It's 
foo, as in F-U, not F-A. So it's not fujita, oh. it's fujita. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I was wrong. I was correct. <laughs> okay. So cyclone, tornadoes are basically fujitas. Uh, yeah, they're just wraps, mate. They're just, they're just when you like wrap them up, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, they're, they're just burritos. You forgot to tie the end in properly. <laughs> oh, dear. Such a factual show. <laughs> you know what? It is. Uh, it is. So the enhanced fragile scale, tornadoes are classified based on their intensity using the EF scale, which assesses damage and estimated wind speeds. So EFO is the weakest, whereas EF5 is the most powerful. Uh, the anatomy of a tornado consists of a funnel cloud, which is the visible vortex that extends from the cloud to the ground, a condensation funnel, which forms when the tornado's low-pressure core causes air to cool and condense. There's two parts. Okay. The impact. Tornadoes can cause extreme damage due to their intense winds, which can exceed 200 miles per hour. They can destroy buildings, uproot trees, hurl debris at high winds. There's a video I saw recently of some storm hunters that accidentally took a wrong road and got caught in the middle of one. Uh, and no. essentially it flipped the car they were in and somehow the four of them didn't get highly damaged and murdered. Unalived. Unalived by the storm, yeah. But like, yeah, they were very... That's not- what... See, I was going to ask about this. Cause like, those people seem very crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah, odd. Okay, fair. Weird. Yeah. They can uh, also generate deadly tornado outbreaks where multiple tornadoes occur within a short period. Oh. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> like, it's an outbreak! It's <laughs> like mini ones coming at you. Awesome. I don't know if it's more on severe thunderstorms, but like, I'll, I'll let you take a moment in this podcast of both of us to speak. No, no. I mean, if you, are, if you want to wrap up the... Your topic, uh, um, go for it. I'll do it. I'll do it quickly. So, severe thunderstorms are powerful atmospheric disturbance, characterized by intense lighting, heavy rainfall, hail, and strong winds. It can lead to flash flooding and just generally aren't a good time. No, 100% bad time. Uh, the formation severe thunderstorms develop in conditions where warm, moist air at the surface <laughs> collides with cooler, drier air. Aloft, so in the air. Uh, this instability can lead to rapid upward movement of air, forming strong updrafts within the storm. The formation fifth thunderstorms can produce large hailstones, uh, sorry, hailstone formation through the process of repeatedly freezing and a melting of raindrops as they're carried up and down within that storm. That's also how Ooh. the lightning is formed, is the friction between the ice and the water droplets going up and down within that cloud. That's how the charge. Just wild. <laughs> That's how like, that charge is going on. <laughs> yeah, um, and you know, obviously the lightning can cause fires, power outages, and injuries. Um, there was a guy that was doing a nature documentary recently who was standing in, I think it was a mangrove, and then there yeah. was a lightning strike like twenty meters behind him, and it like it hit, say it hit him. The the, the 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 clickbait title was like, I got hit. He did. But it was because it like travelled through the water over that period. Um, right. You never, never a good shout, really, is it? No, no. Try not to be 
in water or on a boat. Yeah, on a boat, really? It's all metal, I suppose. Well, I'm just thinking, like, if there's lightning tries to go through the highest thing, right? So you're you're likely to be the highest thing on a boat, but also no. you're not grounded. You're not. You so, never. You never. Oh, I see what you mean. Like a like a canoe. Like the boat. Oh, the is boat like, is the highest thing on the water. Yeah, it's yeah, the highest thing in the surrounding yeah. area. I see what you mean. Um, yeah. Is my? Th- I'm mostly metal these days. Um, the metal. Well, that, that's that's that existed. That's that Tenacious <laughs> D song. Um, yeah, well, let's go listen to all the albums tomorrow now. Yeah. If everyone to know, that was a Tenacious D fan. They're touring at the moment. Yes, next year. Oh, yeah, not at the moment. Sorry. The tickets go on sale at the moment. Yes. They're not. Um, cool. Well, that's Microburst. exciting. As well, mate. I'm not finished. Microburst. Wow. Yeah, intense localized downdrafts like of thoughts. air that can occur during severe thunderstorms. Do you know when, like, you see when it's like a panning vista in like a, a nature documentary and there's like one area that's just got rain. That's a microburst. Mm. I feel like that's where I live currently. <laughs> just a permanent microburst. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's I just honestly clouds amaze and confuse me. Like how is that formed just by air going up slash down and then waving around a little wild up slash down slash all around up in the air down on the ground hokey pokey lightning no, strike that's not what I was doing but it's fine <laughs> okay well you know you obviously didn't have, a, didn't have a proper childhood but that's fine <laughs> I don't think I did it's the, the, la- the lady in the the plane come outside Pippin P- yeah Pippin oh that was my favourite god I completely forgot that existed look up look down look all around up in the air, down on the ground. Yeah. I remember being irrationally upset when they changed the name to Come Outside instead of Pippin. Well, I, um, I, I got irrationally upset is when I found out that you can't actually take a low, what's it, a small aircraft places <laughs> and that landing wouldn't be an issue. And she just appeared in these locations, like down the pub. Like, no, you can't fly a two-seater, um, what are they called? Small wing? Like prop. a Cessna type, uh, prop prop plane, yeah, <laughs> yeah prop plane to a, to a, to a pub. Yeah, well, honestly, it kind of makes sense that we would think that that's possible because we live in the countryside. Yeah, so this is there's what so I, this many is what, fields to pl- land in. Plenty of flat fields to land in. Yeah, yeah. I think someone just crushed on your dreams a bit too early in life, mate. Oh, well, yes, that. Yeah, that explains a lot. Yeah. Um, Finding out that the wiggles don't exist in my the car's engines, like what is what even is life? What the wiggles, mate? Yeah, you know the wiggles. The wiggles. No. Um. Well, you've you've yeah. You obviously didn't go up at six thirty to watch TV in the morning. I did not. Act- <laughs> no, of course I didn't. <laughs> I struggled. Okay, so I got that. I got that wrong. I got that <laughs> reference wrong. I like so the wiggles. Do you know the fruit salad? Yummy, yummy. That no. that meme. Do you mean like the sweets? Yeah. No, oh. like an actual fruit salad or peel the avocado or hot potato. <laughs> I don't, the game? No, the song. <laughs> no, I don't know any of these things. Okay, you really didn't really didn't have a, a proper childhood. It was an, an Australian children's music group that did all those, you know, like those chill, child songs. It was essentially that. 
Okay. That, it was that it was that group. They were called the Wiggles. What I was thinking of was the Hoobs. Um, <laughs> which, oh, right. Which is even I'm, a, I'm gonna... <laughs> which is even more of a. Uh, <laughs> more of a, a weird reference. Grace and I, uh, we just sat there and just talking about like these old things, and I started to sing the the hoop theme song and she's like how can you remember that i'm like don't ask those kinds of introspective questions that will give me an give me like anxiety <laughs> i can just remember yeah. like uh yeah the hoop girl is coming on its, on its way like the, the the theme tune because it was catchy at the time but it was on it was on, it, it was like on the credits so no i never i can remember like the opening credits to like trumpton and some really like weird obscure shows from like the sixties that I was I was forced to watch. So that's what I was watching. Okay. When you were watching the Hoobs. Yeah. Um. Right, but what I looked at in terms their of car was powered by music. I just want to put that out there. Like it was a good design like, for a show. Come on, scientists, let us power <laughs> our car by music. Get on it. Um, volcanic eruptions is what I looked at in terms of natural disasters. Um. So. The process of a volcanic eruption uh, begins deep within the Earth's mantle, where magma forms through the melting of rocks. So the Earth, very hot in the centre. Um, I'm not going to go through the different layers of the Earth because we'd be here for an absolute age. And we're still discovering more about it. But uh, yeah, rock, as in the ocean, where uh, water, like hot water rises, hot rocks rise as well. Um, so over time, magma accumulates in a magma chamber, normally beneath a volcano, um, and it acts as a reservoir for molten rock. As the magma accumulates, uh, it exerts pressure on the surrounding rocks, and the buildup of pressure can cause the rocks above the magma chamber to fracture, creating pathways for the magma to ascend. When the pressure within the magma chamber exceeds the strength of the overlying rocks, magma begins to rise through these fractures and conduits towards the surface. The speed of ascent depends entirely on factors such as the viscosity of the magma, so how um, li liquid-like it is, and uh, the gas content within inside of it. Uh, as the magma rises, dissolved gases, which is primarily water vapour, carbon dioxide, sulphur dioxide, come out of the solution and form bubbles. The expansion of these bubbles can increase the pressure within the magma, leading to explosive eruptions. Um, the eruptions occur when the pressure obviously uh, exceeds the strength of the rocks, as I just said. And I'll come on to in a minute how differently this can vary. Um, but during the expl an explosive eruption, magma fragments into tiny pieces, creating volcanic ash, pumice, and volcanic bombs. Large rock fragments can be hurled into the air and travel a long distance. Yes, pumice. Pumice. Pumice? As in like a pumice stone? Yes. Yep. Um, you also have s such things as pyroclastic flows. Oh, fine. Which pyroclastic are dense, flows. fast-moving mixtures yeah. of hot gas, ash, and rock fragments. Then they can rush down the volcano slopes, posing okay, yeah. a significant hazard to uh, people's... Uh, yeah, communities. And I think they move as fast as like 200 mile an hour. Like, there ain't no outrunning that if that's coming at you. 
Volcanic yeah. ash can also be carried by wind and may fall over a wide area, impacting communities and ecosystems such as plant growth, crops. Uh, you also just don't want to inhale that. Makes for very fertile soil, but you don't want it on your crops. Mm. Now, I think there was an eruption... Was it 2008, the Icelandic one? I don't know. I can't remember. Let me have a quick Google um, Icelandic eruption. Oh, was it 2010? Yes, it was 2010. Um, so all of the sulfur dioxide and uh, the ejections from the eruption got put into the atmosphere and they lowered the global temperature for i think let me let me double check this um how did it affect it s uh no unsure i'm pretty sure it lowered the global temperature for about six months by a degree or two or 0.5 of a degree this is where a lot of theories for geoengineering come from if we put sulfur into the air we'll cool the planet down it's one of the emergency ways to try and save the planet i suppose mm. um so yeah you got pyroclastic flows ash fall you got your lava flows um in effusive type eruptions and you've got secondary hazards as well so eruptions can trigger uh hazards such as lahars which are volcanic mud flows landslides tsunamis uh Obviously, earthquakes are sometimes associated with eruptions. <laughs> Thunderstorms come as the ash is in the sky and you have all of these charged particles. Um, so, yeah. Kind of just not a great time if you live near a volcano. No. Pretty, pretty risky, but very... If you ever played Civ Six and you have a volcano <laughs> erupt... Fertile lands! You've got all your fertile lands. You want to put farms on them, I tell you. Yeah. And there are different types of eruptions. Um, so I guess depending on the type of volcano and eruptions that you have going on next to you will depend whether or how you are affected by these natural disasters. So you've got Hawaiian eruptions. Don't have to happen in Hawaii, I don't think. Um, but they are characterized by relatively low levels of explosivity, involve the outpouring of a fluid balsatic basaltic lava uh, so magma once it erupts out of the volcano is lava same thing but uh yeah one's underground one is not lava flows uh, steadily from the volcano's vent often forming shield volcanoes or lava plateaus and i'm pretty sure in hawaii and other places there's volcanoes are just constantly going forming making the, the islands larger um yeah, really cool videos coming coming out of uh, that part of the world if you're a volcanologist. You have strong Is that what they're called? Volcanologists? Yeah. Uh, you never come across this word before? No. It's right now. Um, I, met, I met a volcanologist in the pub the other day, and that's not even the start to a joke. That's just my life. <laughs> Ba-dum-bum. <laughs> Sounds like the start to a joke, doesn't it? <laughs> it oh, does. met a volcanologist in the pub the other day. Um... Strombolian eruptions. They're characterized by intermittent bursts of volcanic activity, involve the ejection of incandescent cinder, ash, and sometimes small lava bombs. Um, they're more explosive than the Hawaiian eruptions, 
but are still considered relatively mild. You then have volcanian eruptions, which are characterized by short, violent explosions, uh, the injection of ash, rock fragments, and volcanic gases. They're typically short-lived, but can be very and are highly explosive. Uh, they often result from the formation of pyroclastic flows, um, which is just not what you want to be around. And I think this, if you're thinking of Pompeii, this is might be what you're dare, dare you, dare imagining. You. Um, you know, Hans Zimmer and Bastille just put out a new version of Pompeii. Have they? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's good. So if you're a Zimmer fanboy or a Bastille fanboy, I think he's collaborating with a few different artists for uh, Planet Earth 3 that's coming out on Netflix soon. Oh, okay. Good old Hans. We yeah. love Hans. Yeah. Uh, then you have... Um, we, we do. Yeah. You have Plinian eruptions, which are the most explosive and violent type. They evolve the ejection of massive amounts of volcanic ash, uh, pumice, and gases and can also create towering eruption columns that reach into the stratosphere pyroclastic flows asphalt over large areas etc etc um so so i guess this would be the the pompeii type eruption so yeah you i mean i guess pompeii is uh ancient but still standing example of a volcanic natural disaster and possibly the most famous one mm. i think you have mount st helens being the oh yeah helens. another famous uh, current i say current modern natural disaster caused by a volcano um, but all i can think of when i think about that is piers brosnan because he did the film oh yeah about it Twin again peaks. for forced to watch that <laughs> in Twin uh, peaks. i don't row, know row, row your boat gently down the stream <laughs> and the the grandmother's burning her legs off because the acidic, because uh, the, the, the 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 twin peaks going off makes the makes the made the water acidic. Jeez, um, terrifying. I don't know. How do you spell Pierce Brosnan's name? Uh, like a P. Oh, there you go. Pierce Brosnan volcano film. Dante's Peak. Yeah, Dante's Peak. 1997. You said Twin Peaks. Sorry, mate. sorry. I said Twin Peaks. <laughs> I, I, me- I right? meant Dante's Peak. Yeah. Yeah. What a film. What See, this, a movie. This is the British education system. You go into a class, <laughs> you're watching Dante's Peak. You go into another class, you're watching The Day After Tomorrow. <laughs> you go into another class, you're watching The Island. The Island is an absolute <laughs> classic. Oh, great film. It, it really Scarlett is. Scarlett Johansson, Ewan McGregor. I mean, what more can you ask for? What more, more, more is there in life? That was a great film, though, actually, to be fair. Oh, it really was. Um, why did we watch that? Our oh, cloning. Yeah, it's cloning. The ethics of cloning. Cloning. Yeah. Great times. All right. Well, we're coming up to the hour here. Yeah. Um, have you got anything else you'd like to add? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to go into that. Like, there's too much history to now go into it. That's fair. Um, well, I'm sure we can come back. We could do other other natural disasters at some point. But uh, for that week, for that week, for this week, even yeah, that'll bring us to a wrap. Don't forget, share this with your friends, families, just like a tornado. Um, anyone who will listen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for a wrap. Let's go. Oh dear. <laughs> 
Ah. Right. The Fajita, Fajita scale. The Fajita scale. The Fajita scale. The Fajita scale. It's how spicy is it? Yeah. So that's one spicy tornado. It's like throw some guac on it. It'll calm it down a bit. <laughs> sour cream. Um, just throwing sour cream on this tornado <laughs> to get it to go away. If you want more information, fun, science, you can follow us on uh, the website formerly known as Twitter and TikTok at InfoEntropyPod, Instagram, InformationEntropyPod, and of course, whichever directory you're listening to, to this on right now, if you can give us a rating, a follow, a like, whatever you can, we appreciate. We will appreciate that massively. If you've got a topic you'd like us to research and you don't have the time to do it, we'll do that for you. So get in touch, let us know. And, uh, yeah... I guess that'll do it. Anything else to add? Well, that's it for me. Awesome sauce, then. We'll catch you guys next week. Have a nice Peace.